Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. It's hard to believe, but the end of the year will be here before we know it. So what will the next few months bring in terms of the economy? And how could economic pressures like inflation and tax increases impact your retirement? Pat Struby has those answers for you. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak here alongside Pat, and I know I've brought up the fact that the end of the year will be here before we know it. <laughs> Shouldn't have done it, but I did. And here's something, Pat, as we get into this here today. The American Christmas Tree Association, I know mm-hmm. it's real early, but they say both live and artificial Christmas trees will be in short supply this year. Cost of artificial trees could go up by as much as 25%. Oh, come on. Ouch. Bah humbug. It's expensive enough already. So I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys do the pre-lit tree, artificial tree? Well, okay, you've opened up a can of worms here. So (laughs) when I I was a kid, we bought a real tree every year. Yes. Um, I think most people were more bah humbug. But, you know, I'm old enough. I'm 48. And, you know, but it wasn't until we never actually chopped one down. That's way too, like, fun and, you know. That's real intense. Family. Yeah. So (laughs) we just, like, would go grab one. and But it was always real. And uh, people started telling me about this artificial tree idea. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you don't have to pay for it every year, you know? Right. So uh, I bought like a cheapo one when I was out of college. And uh, that's what I did with everything until it <laughs> fell apart, right? So then Janelle and I were like, hey, let's invest in a nice uh, yes. pre lit tree, right? Mm-hmm. Like, life is busy. We can spend more time with the girls and all this. So we bought what we thought was a pretty nice tree. And then we had a problem with the lights. And then then it's like, how do you fix the lights? And it's like, we have to rip the strand off and put a whole new strand. And I'm like, it's infuriating. Jen, just why does Christmas have to be so hard? (laughs) I know. know? I know. So I don't even know what we have this year. And now that you tell me it's going up in price, I'm getting nervous. I know. Well, my my mom always (laughs) joked about the only time she was allowed to swear was when she was putting up Christmas decorations. (laughs) That's it's awful. just infuriating. Yeah. So brace yourself if your pre-lit tree is getting a little blinky and you need a new one. It could cost you a little bit more this year, along with everything else. We have seen the prices for everything else go up. And Pat, we've talked about this before also. You see all of these ripple effects, right? The prices of things go up. Then we get reports about inflation. The markets react to that. The markets react to so many things. We have seen so much volatility so far in 2021. Do we expect more of the same through the end of the year? Well, I think when it comes to the volatility of the markets, what it's going to do in a day or a week or a month is anyone's guess. As we like to say, you know, there is no crystal ball in the <laughs> office or it's, it's right. always too foggy, right? That does, there's just no way to do that. However, I will say we are in some pretty challenging times uh, as a country and around the world. And so we do think that most experts would say expecting a bumpy ride would probably be wise. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some of that is because of just where we are as a society right now. Um, You know, information travels so fast. Uh, But also when you think of, you know, the effect that COVID had on the economy, on the markets, it has just created this 
almost a, a roller coaster effect of just highs and lows as, as different reports come in and, and nothing is nothing's normal anymore when it's compared year over year or anything like that. So yeah, I think it's very reasonable to mm-hmm. make that expectation going forward. Yeah, just something that we want to keep an eye on that we could potentially see some more volatility. And, and let's talk about what do we do to protect ourselves from some of these things? If we see more volatility with what's going on with the markets, how do we protect our savings from that? And then also inflation, higher taxes. How do we make sure we've saved enough and that we'll be okay, especially when it comes to those areas? Yeah. I mean, when you think about, Jen, when you combine a time when you have uh, inflation that's much higher than most of us have dealt with for a long time, when you have the markets that are choppier or having bigger drops than they've had in quite some time, those two things alone uh, let alone the fact that most experts are, are expecting tax rates to go up as well. There's a lot to be concerned about with our money. So um, how do we protect ourselves from that? I think the main thing that I would suggest is get real clear on what your biggest concerns are and then take a step back and evaluate how much risk you have there. So for example, if you are hoping to retire the end of this month, inflation should be a huge concern to you because that's very relevant to where you're at at your point in life. Whereas if you are just graduating from high school or college and about ready to jump into your first job, it may be a concern, but you're probably in, hopefully in a career where you'll be able to, your income can increase with inflation. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't be as big of a concern. Taxes, if you are about to retire and your entire life savings is in a non-taxable or just a regular uh, account, maybe it's not a big deal, but if your entire life savings is in your 401k and tax deferred, that could be a huge, huge issue. So that's the reason we always say, Jen, we don't believe there's any type of cookie cutter approach in finance that is beneficial at all. We think everyone is different. Everyone's unique, individual. That's why we talk about how we build custom-built retirement plans, because then we can really focus on how you can benefit the most from it. Can we save you the most in taxes? Can we protect you from losses in the market? Can we protect you from future inflation? All of those things go into the retirement plan at our office. That's the reason we offer listeners of the show the first step we call a five-step retirement review. There's absolutely no cost and no obligation for our listeners. To take advantage, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. And as you're punching those numbers into your phone, if you just want the numbers for your keypad, 803-973-8473 is that number. Or as Pat said, really easy way to remember that is 803-9-RETIRE. Pat, we have seen some tough economic times over the past few years. When you look at inflation, you look at volatility, uh, you look at the fact that interest rates are are now on the move, which which can cause some pressures there. We know tax increases are approaching as well. How do you help people find opportunities during tough economic times? It's real easy to focus on the negative, but how do we find opportunities, Pat, in volatility in some of these other areas? Yeah, that's a great question, Jen. You know, for anyone with all of these kind of scary things out there, the reality is there's always something you can do. There are always ways to be proactive and protect yourself. And I think that's probably what, you know, when when I stop and think about it, that's what we do as advisors at our office that we love so much, which is we sit down with our clients or with someone who's, uh, you know, considering hiring us for retirement planning And the entire conversation is on looking at their situation and their goals, what they're trying to accomplish, and helping them figure out how do we get you there? Uh, Are you on track? Are there things that we can do to improve your chances of success? And that's really fun. And and I think it takes me back, Jen, to probably, you know, when people hire us and they start going through that process, one of the most common things they say is, man, I wish we would have done this five years ago or 10 years ago or Something like that, uh, because I and I think that's because I guess I really need to ask. I think that's because <laughs> they're starting to have that peace of mind to realize like it's not just this big ball of ideas to worry about. We can actually create a plan for it and give you that confidence to know that you're going to be okay. Right. That's really what we're looking for. We want that confidence. We want to make sure that we'll be okay. Talk about your process. Walk us through this this process for helping somebody build or create that comprehensive retirement income plan, because we we will feel a little bit more confident when we have that plan in place. Yeah. So uh, to create your written retirement income plan, 
uh, the first thing we want to actually focus on isn't where we are today. It's actually the future. Hmm. So, um, you know, just like um, if you are, you know, typing, you know, if you're trying to get directions somewhere on an app on your phone, the, what's the first thing you have to do? You have to type in the address, right? right. Otherwise, it's not going to be able to, it's to <laughs> whatever directions it, it gives you isn't going to help if it doesn't know where you're going. Right. So, so we need to we need to fast forward to what do you actually want to do? Uh, what's that going to look like? And that's fun, you know, because maybe sometimes we've got ideas bouncing around in our head, but I don't know that we talk about that every day. And and then, so now that we know, you know, what kind of lifestyle you want in retirement, you know, maybe what age you're hoping to retire at, those types of things. Now we can come back to, okay, where are you today? And that's where we always like to joke and we always say we're going we're gonna to open up and shake around your, your financial junk drawer, hmm. uh, which is that's all the stuff that you've accumulated as a grown-up. So that's going to be, do you have... Uh, social security benefits and looking at what those look like. Do you have any type of pension benefits? Um, do you have a 401k, um, a Roth IRA, any CDs, um, savings, investments, all that stuff? Uh, just trying to figure out what are the resources um, that we're going to need to get you there. And then uh, what we can do is we can work together to build that. And the idea, as you and I just talked about, Jen, is by seeing that future, seeing uh, how possible it is, and then seeing the kind of the baby steps to get you there, it starts to make you realize that this thing that's almost starts to feel impossible really is possible. Hmm. And hopefully you're already on that path to getting there. That hopefully gets you excited and gives you that confidence uh, so that when you are making that decision to retire, that you you know uh, that you're able to do it at that time. Right. Because so many people are, are worried uh, about the fact that they probably haven't saved enough. You have inflation, you have volatility, tax increases, those things are putting added pressure on people. And so a lot of people, Pat, are probably worried that they haven't saved enough to get through 30, 40 years maybe of expenses, healthcare costs, taxes, all of it. That's absolutely right, Jen. And we hear those concerns all the time. People are worried they haven't saved enough or they won't even be able to retire. But a written financial plan can help you feel more financially stable. And we have a process for helping you create an income strategy. We start with what we call our five-step retirement review. If you're listening right now and you don't have an income strategy, and we know most people don't, we invite you to call so we can help you create a budget to figure out how much you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market risk, potential tax increases, and, and increasing health care costs. Learn about the options for generating income in retirement and learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement, even as costs keep rising. There's no cost and no obligation for this analysis. It's available for listeners of the show. Call 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. After we've analyzed where you are right now, then we can help you start mapping out your strategy to get you where you want to go. This isn't about big wins. We aren't doing this to make you rich. We want to help make sure you don't ever end up running out of money. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine, and for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here with Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And Pat, in 2020, more than half of all Americans 
were covered by some type of life insurance. So a good number of people see that as a useful tool to help protect their families and their loved ones. But, you know, the question, do I need life insurance, isn't really what we're talking about today, Pat. It's not really, do I need life insurance, but rather, do I need life insurance for my retirement? It's a little bit of a different question there. It is, Jen. I think probably um, this goes along with a second question of, you know, hey, I have a mortgage and I have these savings. Should I pay it off? As probably the two most common, you know, just kind of general finance questions that we get. Should I pay off my mortgage? And then why do I even need life insurance anymore? What do I do with this old policy? What, what are my options? You know, anything in that realm. I think both of those are things that so many of us have to deal with as we're kind of transitioning from the younger days of, you know, having maybe having a young family and a big mortgage to as you're getting closer to retirement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is just a little bit of a different stage of life, obviously, for retirement. And not necessarily that the tools are bad in retirement that you used earlier in life, but things might be a little bit different. You might need to use them in a different way. Pat, you kind of know the questions to ask yourself when you're younger, if you are trying to figure out if you need life insurance, right? If you have kids, if you have debt, if you have people to take care of, you probably need it. But for retirement, what are some key questions you need to ask yourself to try to determine if you need this in your retirement years? Yeah, so there could definitely be some reasons, Jen, that someone would want to keep life insurance policies in retirement. Um, And it may be that you have a life insurance policy that is set up perfectly to continue into retirement, or it may be something where uh, it was structured poorly or it's outdated and maybe there's a reason to change it in some way or replace it. Um, Or maybe it doesn't make sense to keep it at all. And so it's really good to get guidance from a planner on those types of options. Uh, But there's a number of different things that we want to look at in in this type of scenario. So the the first one that we would uh, mention is, do you you still have a lot of debt? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have um, some clients where one of their biggest priorities is to be debt-free by the time that they retire. But we have other clients that carry a mortgage into retirement, and then they're fine with that, you know? So so there's, there's of course, pros and cons to doing that. Uh, But that's we always talk about our plans being custom built. So we don't say that there's only, it's a one size fits all. But if you are carrying a lot of debt in retirement, then that is certainly a reason you may still want to have life insurance, you know, a death benefit for you. If you think about most of us, the first time we're really thinking about life insurance is maybe uh, when you are becoming an adult, maybe getting married, maybe having kids, and then maybe you have a mortgage. Well, for most of us at that point, you have the most at risk because you want to protect your loved ones, but you also probably don't have a lot of savings and investments. So you're kind of in that world of having lots of debt and very little assets. Well, as you're approaching retirement, hopefully that is now in the reverse, right? So you have maybe a lot less debt or maybe you're debt-free and now you have this nest egg. Um, So that's one of the things we want to be looking at. What is that comparison of how much you owe to others versus your assets? And then the second question is, what is the financial situation for your loved ones Mm -hmm. and uh, what do you want to accomplish with that? And so some examples would be um, if you are single versus if you're married, um, that's probably going to be a large driver on whether you still want to keep a life insurance policy on you. How about if you have kids, um, how financially stable are they right now? Uh, would you want to have something to pass on to them? You know, there's all different kinds of scenarios. Maybe maybe a charity, a church or charity you'd like to provide for. But I would say, Jen, by far and away, the number one reason that we have people that are keeping some type of coverage is because uh, they want to protect their spouse. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times you have one person that has coverage on them, and then we have to consider how these surviving spouses' income would be affected, whether that has to do with pension benefits or social security benefits or a nest egg lasting their whole lifetime. Those are the kinds of things that we want to look at as the first and primary reasons to be looking at life insurance in retirement. So just some things that we want to be thinking about. Again, recognizing that retirement is a different stage of your life and you might still need to use some of those tools like life insurance that you used in your earlier years, but we just have a a little bit of a different approach and some different questions that we need to be able to answer here as it relates to life insurance during your retirement years. Now, Pat, here's the other thing. A lot of people who are retiring they probably already have something in place, right? For you know, people who had kids and, and things in their earlier years, they probably already have something in place 
So what should they be thinking about if they already have life insurance and trying to determine if it makes sense to keep their current policies? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jen. I think when you are thinking about your life insurance coverage um, as you go into and through retirement, the first thing we want to look at is essentially do an audit of what you have right now. So what kind of current coverage do you have? What type of policies do you have? A lot of times people have their primary or only life insurances through work. And of course, we need to know, well, when you retire, does that go away or do you have options with that coverage? And of course, it's different for every employer. So that takes some research. The two main types of policies are term coverage, which means you only have have that temporarily or a permanent policy, which could be like whole life or universal life or indexed universal life. So there's a lot of different kinds. And of course, each of those has different costs and different benefits. So what we'd want to do really is we just want to know what do you have, because that's the first step to figuring out if that's going to be helpful for you in retirement. And that's one of those areas, uh, we call it a five-step retirement review. That's an opportunity to sit down with one of our planners and really take a comprehensive look of the different areas of your finance. One of those areas is your current insurance and taking kind of doing an audit of that and taking a look at what you have. If you'd like to take advantage of that, there's no cost and no obligation for listeners of our show. All you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, to do a five-step retirement review, including an insurance audit, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today again with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and we're going through some of the questions to think about to determine about your life insurance needs in your retirement Pat, are there any other questions or any other factors that we ought to be thinking about as it relates to possibly having life insurance for our retirement years? Yeah, Jen, one of the things that we believe is maybe one of the biggest concerns that someone who's getting ready to retire should have, although it's not talked about um, Mm -hmm. day to day, and that is taxes. Ah. And so, you know, we've had uh, bestselling author uh, David McKnight on the show before. Uh, We've had him come speak in person to our clients a little while back. And uh, what David McKnight talks about is the fact that our government spending uh, and printing of money has just created just a completely uncontrollable debt as a country. And experts all agree that basically the only way they're going to be able to solve that problem eventually is to raise taxes. Well, that brings to mind the fact that most of us are told throughout our lifetimes to defer our taxes on our retirement, Mm -hmm. you know, our retirement savings. So that's our traditional IRAs and our 401ks. So when we start talking about that with our clients, you can kind of see the light bulb go off to say, wait a second, that's not a good situation. I'm deferring all my taxes and now we're expecting taxes to go up. So what what do we do with that? And how does that tie in with life insurance? Well, um, there's really two things that we we can do to help protect you from taxes in retirement. And David Midnight talks about this in his best-selling book, The Power of Zero, which we talked uh, with him about on the show. The first way is to start switching to Roth IRA. So that can be done by Roth conversions of your traditional IRA or 401k. Really, there's only one other option, and that is by a intentionally and specifically structured life insurance policy. He calls it a LIRP or an LIRP, life insurance income program. And basically the idea there is you're trying to keep the costs of insurance as low as absolutely possible, and you're trying to increase the value of it as much as possible, what that can do is that can allow you to draw money out without taxes being taken for income in retirement. The other thing is, if it's structured properly, we may be able to use the life insurance policy to draw money out for nursing care. Um, So it's really kind of an interesting strategy, and it allows for some tax-advantaged and uh, beneficial uh, planning for, for people in retirement, especially those that are concerned about taxes. There are just so many options for helping protect your retirement savings for yourself and protecting your loved ones in the future. Life insurance, Pat, is one of those options. I guess what we're saying here, you don't want to make any assumptions with your current coverage and what it could do for you in the future, right? That is absolutely right. And with so much at stake, doesn't it make sense to get a second opinion to make sure your strategy is sound? Without a solid plan, you run the risk of missing opportunities to maximize your savings, uh, walking away from tens of thousands of dollars or more in Social Security benefits over your lifetime, overpaying taxes in retirement, and potentially leaving your family in a lurch financially. There are already so many threats to your financial savings out there. Healthcare costs, long-term care, taxes, the rising cost of inflation, stock market risk, and don't add your own financial mistakes to the list. 
For listeners of today's show, if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call 803-9-RETIRE, and we'll give you a second opinion on your retirement income strategy to help you make sure your retirement savings last as long as you need it to last. Without a solid strategy, you could run the risk of running out of money in retirement, and you don't want to make an assumption that your current life insurance coverage and other policies will take care of your loved ones if something happens to you. There's absolutely no cost and no obligation, but it's only for listeners of our show at 803-9-RETIRE. Get your second opinion today. That's 803-9-RETIRE. IULs. What does that even mean? Is it something that I need in retirement? Pat will explain what IULs are, how they work, and if they make sense for you, that's coming up next on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Are you approaching retirement or perhaps just retired? Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists can help make the transition easier with the five-step retirement review. This plan takes into consideration factors that can drain away your savings, such as inflation, healthcare costs, taxes, and much more. To get started on your five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-9-RETIRE, or check them out online at retirewithpat.com. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And today we're talking about key questions you need to ask yourself to try to determine if you still need life insurance in your retirement years. So, Pat, what we're learning today is that because your financial needs are different in retirement, so are your insurance needs. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jen. And I would I would take it one step further that when we're talking about life insurance and what you need, it changes dramatically as kind of the seasons of your life change. You know, in, in my book, The Retirement Secret, I talk about the three stages of investing that most of us go through. There, the first stage is when we're just very far away from retirement. And for most of us, that's when we need the most life insurance because when we're just getting started saving, a lot of times we have a lot of debt because we have a big mortgage and maybe we have young kids and, and maybe we have a spouse to protect. So there's a lot of reasons to have a large death benefit at that time. That's, so that's the first stage. The third stage is when you're already retired. And of course, that's a very different scenario. Um, and then the second stage, we call it kind of the transition between the first and the last stage. So we're all going through these different stages of life. And so what type of insurance we need is affected dramatically by what stage we're in. So that's kind of the first answer I would give. But the second piece is where we always come back to at Preservation Specialists, which is we believe so strongly that there should never be any type of boilerplate planning done. Um, there is no one-size-fits-all in retirement planning, and everyone's situation is different. So your life insurance needs could be completely different from your next-door neighbors, from your cousins, um, from your barbers, or any of those types of things. So we really want to look at your situation, not only what your needs are, but what you're trying to accomplish. And then we want to try and custom build your plan, and that includes how you might use life insurance in retirement. So Pat, one of the life insurance options that we hear a lot about, especially when we talk about retirement, is indexed universal life or IULs. This is something I I do hear a lot about, but I, I still am not quite sure everything about it. So let's talk a little bit about what this is and how this works. Yeah, so we've got a little bit of time to dig into the nuts and bolts today, which we often don't have. So let me dig in a little bit here. When you think about any type of permanent life insurance, the first kind, the kind that's been around for a long, long time is whole life insurance. Whole life insurance has a lot of guarantees, but generally is a much higher cost. Um, and so what happened is the life insurance industry has then developed some newer types of permanent insurance. So the next one that came about was universal life, and that became very popular in the 1980s uh, because it was based on interest rates and interest rates 
rates were really high at that time. As interest rates started to drop, those policies weren't doing as well. So then the uh, insurance industry came up with a new idea, and that was variable universal life. Well, as you might imagine from the Mm -hmm. name, that works kind of like dealing with mutual funds and dealing with the stock market. And Jen, I started in January 3rd of 1997, right during the bull market Mm -hmm. of the 90s. And boy, did they think variable universal life was the greatest thing since sliced bread. (laughs) So uh, my very first day of financial planning training, they were saying, you need to get a variable universal life for yourself. And so, uh, and that can, by the way, that can work very well. However, it has problems because it has a lot of risk to it. If the stock market crashes, uh, most experts would say variable universal life can be appealing or attractive uh, earlier in life. But as you get later in life, there can be a lot of concerns with that. So then the newest thing that came about after the stock market crash uh, in 2000, 2001 was um, this next thing that you've brought up is index universal life or IUL. And um, this came about because of the um, stock market crash in 2000 and 2001. And uh, we really look at it as kind of like mashing together or like hybrid of those last two types in the sense that you have kind of a set guaranteed amount that you're going to earn like the universal life uh, from the 80s, but you have some upside to it, kind of like the variable universal life. And so it kind of works a little bit in between. And then so now there's a lot of different ways it can be used. um, And that's where it comes back to your individual situation. But basically, um, you have a life insurance policy, it's intended, generally, it falls under the category of permanent life insurance, you have some upside tied to the markets, quite often, it's the S&P 500, but it doesn't have to be. And then you have some underlying protection or guarantees as far as what you're going to earn each year. And of course, how we would use that depends highly on your personal situation situation and what you're trying to accomplish. But that kind of gives you the nuts and bolts of some of the basics of this indexed universal life or IUL. So I'm really glad we have the chance to really dig into these topics today. A lot of times we can only scratch the surface, but this gives you an example of just how complicated some of these areas can be when we're planning for your retirement. When you think about all the different areas that go into retirement planning, not only are we just talking about life insurance right now, we're just talking about one specific kind of life insurance. This gives you an idea why we think there's so much value in comprehensive planning for retirement, because when you're working with a comprehensive planner, you can really dig into all the pros and cons of each of these areas. Um, and to have them help you figure out what makes the most sense for you. How do you do that? It's very easy. The first step is a five, what we call a five-step retirement review that goes into the five different primary areas of planning for your retirement. At our office, there is no cost and no obligation for listeners of our show. All you have to do to take that first step is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, to talk with one of our retirement planners at no cost and no obligation, it's 803-9-RETIRE talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. RetireWithPat.com is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Pat is walking us through what IULs, Index Universal Life, what those policies are, how they work. Let's talk a little bit about the pros and cons of an IUL policy. Pat, we all know before we make any financial decision, we need to weigh the pros and the cons to help us make an informed decision. So walk us through what we need to know about the the plus side and the downside of an IUL. Yeah, and Jen, I, I like how you worded that as far as having pros and cons. Uh, we always talk about there is no such thing as a perfect investment. And I can extend that to say there's no such thing as a perfect insurance policy. There's no such thing as a perfect anything <laughs> having yeah. to do with personal finance. And so um, anytime you know someone tells you, oh, annuities are terrible because of this, or life insurance is horrible because of that, or mutual funds are bad, or stock market, or anything like that, the true answer is that there is some pro or con uh, to all of those things. What we want to try and do is figure out what makes the most sense for you. So when we talk about the pros of indexed universal life, certainly uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that you have a higher return potential than a lot of fixed um, types of offerings. So certainly the first pro would be that it has a higher return potential um, than most um, fixed or safe types of investments that might be earning one or two or three percent. Now, this isn't going to earn 30 or 40 percent of the stock market is skyrocketing, but it does have the opportunity to average more than a CD or a money market. And, you know, in any given year, it could make 10 percent or more. So that gives you some nice upside. One of the things, another pro is one of the things the insurance industry likes about anything that has universal in the name is generally it's designed for greater flexibility. That could be flexibility of how you contribute 
contribute money to it. That could be flexibility in how you take money out of it. There's a number of different areas where that could be beneficial. One of the things that we like about uh, Index Universal Life Insurance is that it essentially works around most of the uh, rules that have regulatory impact. And so what we mean by that is it doesn't affect your Social Security or how your Social Security is taxed. Um, it doesn't affect your tax return. Um, it doesn't affect your 401k or IRA or Roth IRA contributions or conversions. It's all kept outside of that. And we think as our government debt is going higher and higher, that's a very appealing and attractive option. Um, the other thing, of course, is like any life insurance, it has a death benefit. What we like when we're dealing with life insurance with people that are at retirement age or close to it is there are a number of life insurance companies that will allow you to accelerate or start drawing down your death benefit if you need it for nursing care. So that is a really appealing option because a lot of people don't know what to do about protecting themselves from nursing care. The last pro that I would add on an uh, indexed universal life insurance policy comes back to bestselling author David McKnight, where this is his recommended vehicle when you are trying to use life insurance and trying to generate some tax advantages. You can grow a index universal life insurance without any taxation on the growth, and then there are ways to draw off of that policy tax-free. You can do that here and there if you want to use it to buy a car or something like that. But what we use it for a lot of times is to defer and then try to draw monthly tax-free income off it later on in life. Um, so that that kind of gives you the list of some of the most important pros for index universal life. Now, the cons, or as we like to call them, the strings that are attached, mm -hmm. because like I said, there's nothing perfect. So we always want to know, okay, what are we giving up with this type of account? Of course, the first thing is there's always going to be some kind of limit on your returns. As I mentioned during the pros, um, the, if the market's up 30%, this will not be up 30%. So most of them have a limit, uh, a maximum on the upside. Uh, the second thing is the way the guarantees work in the policy, um, generally speaking, um, it's going to depend on how old you are because of the insurance charges. So it may be that you actually, in a in a low earning year, um, you do have some types of guarantees, but it may not actually grow any in that year. Another string that's attached are the fees and costs can be very confusing. So it's important if you're considering a policy like this, that you're talking with your planner and understanding those. One of the biggest ones when we're using these types of policies is we want to make sure that you understand that generally speaking, we're making contributions to this type of policy, but we want to let that sit and defer. Um, David McKnight often talks about having a five or a 10 year deferral from when you start it to when you want to try and start drawing money out of it. So it's not something meant for certainly for instant gratification. What's really designed to do is help you take money from a taxable or tax deferred situation and move it to somewhere where it can be taken out tax free down the road. So we think there, there can be tremendous benefits to that, but you do have have to wait to take advantage of those benefits. That's one of the most important things, I think, to consider uh, when considering these types of policies. So as you're thinking about all this, how much should you save for retirement? Where should you save it? How can you make sure it will last after you leave your job for good? What do I need in terms of insurance? Those are some of the questions you probably have, Pat, if you're getting close to retirement. Yes, saving is a good start, a really good start. If you're listening to me right now and you don't have a retirement income strategy, we invite you to call so we can help you create a spending plan to figure out how much you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, market volatility, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing healthcare costs. Learn about the options for generating income in retirement and learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement even as costs keep rising more and more. There is no cost and no obligation to do this analysis, but it's just for listeners of today's show who have saved at least $250,000 for retirement. Call 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. The things we talk about, the strategies we use, are designed to help you make sure the money won't run out no matter how long you live in retirement. We aren't doing this to make you rich. We want to make sure you don't end up outliving your retirement savings. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury. I wanted to discuss what's called a Medicare Advantage Medical Savings Account, or MSA. You may be familiar with plans called Health Savings Accounts, or HSAs, at work. MSAs are similar but have some interesting differences. With an MSA, instead of contributing to the MSA, the insurance company puts money into your account. 
For example, one plan has a $5,000 deductible, but the insurance company puts $2,000 into the account at the beginning of each year. These plans will have aspects which are like supplemental plans. You can go to any provider that accepts Medicare in the United States. You don't have any network of providers. And you need to purchase a separate prescription plan as they don't cover prescriptions. But like Advantage plans, they have a zero-cost premium, and the insurance company handles all the claim payments, not Medicare. So if you're familiar with HSA plans, these plans will function in the same fashion. The difference is the insurance company is contributing monies into your account instead of you. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, author of the book's Save Your Retirement and the Retirement Secret. And I know you always love this segment, Pat, when we open up our mailbag and we answer some of those commonly asked retirement questions. I do want to point out another great way to leave your question with Pat. Check out the website, scpreservation.com. Click on the radio tab and you'll find a place to record your question. But Pat, today we're going to answer some of the commonly asked written retirement questions. I do love this segment. Yes, these are good ones. Uh, We've got a great collection here. First up, we have Dave from Lexington, who's only been retired a few years and is really worried about spending too much right now. He says it seems really irresponsible to go crazy with spending money, but also hates that he feels like he's wasting all of his free time and isn't getting to enjoy what he's saved. So Mm. what should he do? Wow. So Dave from Lexington, that's a really actually kind of a deep question. You know, I mean, we're, we're talking about being retired. We're talking about being responsible with money, but then why bother being retired if I'm not spending it, yeah, right? right? So it's like, how do you find that perfect balance? And of course, it's really hard <laughs> to find that. And, you know, one of the complications with that is most of us are going to have a tendency to veer towards one extreme or the other. And, you know, most people are going to be either live, you know, carpe diem, live for the now, and I'm not going to worry about retirement. And then you have people to the other extreme that are extremely frugal and are always concerned about, do I have enough for the future? And at Preservation Specialists, we absolutely would love to help everyone get as close to that middle ground as possible because we do not want you to be reckless. We don't want you to go broke in retirement. In fact, we always say that's our number one job is to make sure that never happens. But at the same time, we don't want you sitting around worrying about, do I have a a big enough pile of money? I mean, that's not what life is, is about. So, so how do we do that? The first step I would say is Dave, do you have a written retirement income plan? And that, may sound silly, but that really actually lets you see based on, you know, a typical lifespan, or maybe we run it out a little bit longer to make absolutely sure you have enough. And we factor in inflation and we make some assumptions about what rate of return you're going to get on your money and what type of spending you're going to be doing. And then the really cool thing about that is we can actually put that on the screen and we can play with the numbers together and we can help you see, well, what if inflation goes up a little higher? What if the investments do worse? What if I want to spend a little more? What if I want to spend a little less? And you get to see all these things happen. And um, so we have we have many, many clients that get tremendous value out of not only having that plan, but also being able to update that throughout retirement. The other one that I'll, I'll throw out here, Jen, is there's been a, a number of interesting studies that have found that people that have a set income in retirement are generally happier and less worried. So the example that I would use there is, um, you know, have you done everything you can to make the most out of your social security benefits? Um, Do you have a pension that's going to pay you on a month by month basis? And then do you have any annuities that have a lifetime income guarantee? And there's a gentleman that that has studied a lot about um, retirement planning. Um, He's a professor 
Professor Babel, and he's been written up on a lot of a lot of different areas and all kinds of theories about retirement. And at one point, uh, someone asked him online how he invested his nest egg, and he said he put most of it into annuities with lifetime income guarantees. And of course, anyone who is more aggressive or wants the money in the market is going to either poke fun at that or say, what a poor decision that was. And his response to everyone was, let them tell me how foolish I am. I'm just going to sleep comfortably. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought that was an interesting approach to take. Uh, it doesn't yeah. mean you know putting all your money in annuities is the right move for everyone or is a better choice. But for someone with this question that Dave has, having a little more coming in on a monthly basis that's that has some type of contractual guarantee as opposed to just this pile of money that you're supposed to draw off of, maybe it gives them that peace of mind to be able to spend a little more and have a little more fun in retirement. Hmm. All right. Appreciate the question there, Dave. And thank you, Pat, for your insights on that one. Let's move on to Bruce in Columbia, who wants to know the difference between maximizing your social security and optimizing your benefits because he has heard people talk about both. He's pro- he's maybe heard you talk about both, Pat. I bet Bruce has ta- heard bo- has us talk about it. I love this question. So the difference between maximizing your social security and optimizing your social security. And of course, I always like to go back to the reason I like to talk about this is I was at a retirement training and someone made that comment. And my immediate thought was, sounds like the same thing, right? right? And then he proceeded to explain the difference and it kind of it was a light bulb moment for me Hmm. so maximizing your social security is what most people talk about when they're talking about your social security and i jen i always like to use the example of if you google when should i take my social security i know you and i have done it there's literally millions of hits that you you get on google i think at one point it was 11 million so it's probably much more than that now and almost every one of those is going to talk about the fact that you can delay your social security and it can grow up until age 70 and a lot of those kind of generic you know, websites that are giving advice to the masses are going to say that's what you should do. Now, it is correct that you can defer your Social Security to age 70, and therefore you're maximizing it. However, is that what's best for you? Hmm. Well, if you come to our office and say, I want to make the most of my Social Security, but I want to retire at 62, well, okay, what are you going to do for eight years, right? Yeah. You're not going to eat, you know, just just starve. Right. Uh, so we have right. to figure out how that works for you. And so optimizing your Social Security says, okay, now we know how to maximize it. Now let's go back and look at your entire retirement plan. Let's create a written retirement income plan for you. And let's figure out what is the optimal way for you to take Social Security. And here's the fun part about that, which is it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there is no one optimal way to take Social Security. We've had people that want to retire early and we run the numbers. And because of the way their income expenses works, it still makes sense to defer their Social Security. But we've actually had people that have come in and it actually makes more sense to claim their Social Security much earlier. It just has to do with you know the amount of assets they have, the amount of income they need to take. Maybe it depends on longevity in their family or maybe their health. Um, there's so many different factors that come into this. You know, One of the things we talk about, sometimes we have clients that are just really worried about the fact that our social security system is highly underfunded and they're concerned about what that's going to look like in 10 or 15 years. Well, you know, we can't predict the future, but that's something that's relevant to that discussion too. So we think there's a lot of different things there. And the one thing that we would encourage you to do is if someone has run a social security report for you and has just said it's higher when you're older, so therefore you should delay it, we think that's a little too simplistic. And so we would strongly encourage you to get a more comprehensive look at your retirement income before making that decision, if that's still possible. So if you're not sure if you've had a comprehensive look at your uh, retirement income and you're not sure if you've had an analysis on what's the most optimal way to take Social Security, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. All of that's part of what we call retirement income analysis. And that is at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. Once again, Call us now to get started at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. Uh, this is our mailbag segment. We are going through some of those commonly asked questions about retirement. Our next question comes from Kathy, who is from Columbia, who does not understand people who want to retire early. She says she is in her late 60s and just does not feel like doing nothing all the time. She is not (laughs) interested in things like nonstop fishing trips or vacations. She says this sounds lazy. So what kind of planning should someone like her be doing? 
Kathy, that's uh, it's an interesting question. I don't know if I've ever had anyone voice it that way, uh, yeah. but I think you know the idea of just not wanting to retire. We've certainly worked with people like that. I would say somewhere in the middle of the road is really, really common. Uh, people that kind of want to either step out of the rat race, but still want to do mm-hmm. something. Right. Uh, and maybe they have the ability to do some part-time consulting, or I've had clients that had really stressful jobs, and so they retire from there, and they, they take a job at somewhere like Home Depot to get health health insurance before they hit you know age 65, you know, different things sure. like that. Sure. So there's all different ways we can do it. The one thing I would say to Kathy is, it may be a little less stressful for her to do her, her retirement planning because she doesn't want to retire. But the one thing I would say is that retirement sometimes happens by choice, but sometimes it's not by choice. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, your your working situation changes and you can't make the income that you want to, or sometimes your health changes and you're not able to work at all. So in, in Kathy's scenario, I would say we would want to do more contingency planning of making absolutely sure she has the financial freedom so that if she's not able to work any longer, she's still going to be okay. And so it's just a different approach in that case. Hopefully, Kathy remains healthy for a long time and her working situation doesn't change and she can continue working and enjoying her work uh, and making money. But the last thing we'd want to do is have her assume that she could work the rest of her life and not save anything. And then, of course, have a problem where she now doesn't have Mm -hmm. any kind of income to protect herself. So I I think Mm -hmm. that would be just a different type of planning in that type of scenario. Yeah. All right. Good insights there. And and great point, Pat, that sometimes there are people who really are not interested in that idea of the stereotypical retirement, but sometimes these things are forced upon us. So we want to make sure that we've thought it through. Uh, So great points there. Uh, Let's do one more before we're out of time today. Our last one is from Jerry and Chapin, who says they've been thinking for years about their dream retirement. They're ready to make it happen, and they have it narrowed down to a couple of communities. They've reached out to a realtor to help with the purchase. Is there anything they should double check before they pull the trigger on that dream retirement home? Want to make it happen. Okay. Jerry and Chapin, that's a really good question. So kind of planning for their dream retirement, uh, kind of narrowing down to two different places to live in retirement. This is a great question because I would say, uh, Jen, you know, where you're going to live, of course, affects your retirement dramatically, not only your lifestyle and, you know, what you want to be doing, but also the expenses, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Um, You know, how expensive of a move you're going to make. Are you owning or are you renting? Um, So I think uh, the main thing that I would just mention to Jerry in that decision is I would certainly want to know how it affects the retirement income plan. What's going to happen? You know, are you do you own your home now? Are you selling that and then buying another? You know, are you going from buying to buying, buying to renting? You know, all those different possible combinations. And how's that going to affect your nest egg? And how's it also going to affect your expenses uh, and your income in retirement? And one example I'll use is we've had people come into the office and meet with one of our planners and say, Hey, I'm going to retire in the next couple of years. I'm going to um, cash out my 401k and then take the proceeds and buy a house for cash. And then I don't have to worry about a mortgage. Well, not having a mortgage is a great thing to have in retirement. But a lot of times in that example, they may not have thought of the fact that cashing out your 401k is fully taxable. Mm. And if you do that in one year, that could be, you know, 30 or 35 percent just federal Yikes. taxes alone. Yeah. So it's a really scary thing. Now, it, now it may still work. It may still be something that's OK for them to do. But those are the kinds of things that we, we just want to have another set of eyes on those types of transactions. And so it's a great example of something something that's different than a just everyday question, but something that all of our planners work on all the time with people helping them figure out where's the right place to live for you in retirement and what's the best way to finance that um, to kind of make sure your income is strong in retirement and also that you're minimizing your taxes in retirement. And if that's part of a comprehensive retirement review that could be beneficial to you, that's why we offer a five-step retirement review to listeners of our show at absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, you call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Make sure you remember that number Pat has shared throughout the show today, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Pat, and we'll talk to you then. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. 
Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc. Both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.